I am the genie of the podcast, and you get one wish. Oh, that's an easy one. I wish their Discord server was free to join. Wish granted. That's right. You guys and gals asked for it, and we did it. Our Discord server is now free to join. That's right. You get to come be a part of the best gaming community out there. You'll find the link in the episode description and over on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. We do definitely still need your support. All right. So if you love the podcast, if you love what we're doing and you are just thinking to yourself, this is awesome. I really want to support these guys. Head over to multiplayersquad.com. That's where you can help support the show. You do get some awesome perks, but more importantly, you get our eternal gratitude. All right. Now enjoy the episode and we'll see you on our discord server. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where we are recommended by some people. Make sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave a review if your podcast app allows it. And if you'd like exclusive access to two bonus Quick Take episodes every week, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or become a Patreon supporter by visiting MultiplayerSquad.com. Happy Thursday to all of our listeners. Every Thursday is a Twig episode where we break down this week in gaming. I am your host, Paul, and then I am joined by my co-host. I think he needs to buy us all a Coke because he keeps bringing jinx after jinx. It's Josh. Man, I have not jinxed anybody in quite some time, Paul. No? No games games were delayed this week? All right. Now, I know... I know what Jinx you're talking about, and everybody made sure to point out the fact that we had just talked about this game, which mm-hmm. we'll get into in a minute. But I was I was thinking about the, you know, you say something at the same time, and then you go, Jinx, you owe me a Coke, which mm-hmm. we were very serious about when I was a kid. I don't know about you guys, but but the it wasn't a Coke. If you said something, the other person got to punch you really hard in the arm. Oh, that's like higher stakes. When me and my sisters did that, you just had to say the person's name. And that was it. Yeah. So you'd well, like run to your parents and be like, I can't talk, you know, with, you know, using uh, body language. And then you'd get your parents to say your name. Yeah. If they talked, though, that was the thing is you got to slug them in the arm real hard. So <laughs> nothing like physical punishment back in the 80s. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, gaming news, there's uh, quite a bit for us to talk about here today. Let's just jump right into it. I feel like. Every major game that you have been looking forward to going back to Cyberpunk has just been delayed, delayed, (sighs) delayed. Maybe it's COVID's fault. Maybe it's you, Josh. Who's to say? I I, I think it's just you. I think any game you're excited for gets delayed. I feel like I I have a worse effect on the gaming industry than COVID does. Like, in in (laughs) all honesty, I think... Game developers, if you don't want your game delayed, you better reach out to us. I can be bribed to not talk about your game. We just want free review codes. That's all we really want. That, that'll that be a new, uh, if you're a legendary supporter, tell us one game you don't want us to mention ever, and then it's guaranteed to come out on time. So if, if anyone hasn't heard the news, we are talking about Battlefield 2042, which other than maybe God of War Ragnarok, I feel like this is probably the number one game you're looking forward to by the end of the year. It is. I, it, it is. I don't think, I don't think Battlefield 2042 is going to be this earth shattering game of the decade by any means. You know what I mean? Like, but what I think it's going to be is it's going to be the game that at least for us and 
a lot, our extended group, like our Discord server, our listeners. I think this is going to be the game that everybody can play together, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, like, I don't know if other people out there go through this, but like with our friend group, we will have weeks where everybody is hopping on three, four times a week to play Overwatch, you know, or whatever the the game of the week is. And everybody's very active and we're all together and we're hanging out. And then we'll go two, three weeks where nobody is playing anything, you know, (laughs) and it's the server like we have a private discord server and it's just dead. And I think we're all in that like everything's just dead zone right now. But the, I think it's just in preparation for Battlefield 2042 because we have a larger friend group, which is great, but we need a game that everybody can play together. I know that tons of people on the Discord server have expressed a lot of interest in 2042. We have talked about it many times where I would love nothing more than have 20 people in a map that are all just, you know, part of the multiplayer podcast. You know, just going ham and, you know, having a ton of fun and stuff like that. So that's why I'm so excited about 2042. I'm really hopeful that it's going to be way better than Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1. That remains to be seen. Like, they did delay it. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing. I haven't got to play a beta or anything like that. But I'm to the point now where if somebody wants to delay a game to make it better, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and and we've said that on the show a lot. We're perfectly fine. We'd rather receive a completed game that we can actually play. Now, Battlefield has a little bit of a checkered history with having technical issues at release, also being published by EA. We don't necessarily have the greatest track record there either. And, you know, you and I have been very optimistic about Battlefield, maybe in part because the last two installments were just so mediocre. It feels like they're due for a smashing success, but a lot of people on Reddit over the last month did say in the technical playtests that it was nowhere near ready, so I don't know. I kind of feel like the skepticism is starting to creep up more. I I don't know if it's just the people I talk to. It seems like everyone's all of a sudden a little bit more nervous than they might have been earlier. It's weird, too, because I... You know, there's been a few gameplay, not official, but there's been a few gameplay things that have leaked, I'll say. I don't think they leaked necessarily, but they just got released. And the one thing that people complain about is the graphics look really muddy and bad in some of them. And it's like, well, I don't know what this person that's playing the game, I don't know what graphical settings they have. Like the the trailer, the official trailer made the game look spectacular, but then you see somebody that looks like they're playing it at the lowest settings possible. And it's like, well, is that the game? Because, you know, I, I mean, we've seen this with how many games where an E3 trailer looks absolutely incredible, even gameplay footage. And then the game releases and the graphics are way dumped down from what they showed off before. Sure. You know, and you're like, wait a minute. Like, what was this like the old bait and switch here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, it's. The, I'll tell you why I'm I'm excited is when they announced Battlefield Portal, to me, that showed me that they are realizing what the players want and the ability to make all of these custom game modes and servers and stuff like that. Put it in the hands of the players. Hey, you guys want some fun mode? You come up with it, you know, and do it like that. And that's why I'm more optimistic than I have been with a Battlefield entry in recent years. Yeah, there's something that's brand new and innovative that we're looking forward to. Now, we've had this happen in the past where we've got a Call of Duty game being released around the same time as Battlefield. Now, with Battlefield being delayed to November 19th, 
Call of Duty Vanguard might have a little bit of an edge now because they're coming out two weeks earlier on November 5th. I don't think you have any plans to buy Vanguard anyway, but I am a little curious to see if we're going to see more sales shift toward Call of Duty for people who are on a budget. Maybe they can only afford one or the other. And if Vanguard's just sitting there, some people might just snatch it while they can. I can't see it, man. Even our friends that are very into Call of Duty games have said, like, I'm ready for Battlefield. Because let's be honest, Vanguard is nothing. It's like a reskin, man. It really, it, there's nothing there. Like, we trolled it a few episodes ago where they're touting all these new features like destructible bookcases in Windows. Right. And it's like, dude, that's been around forever. <laughs> you know, what was the other stuff that they were saying? Like, the, the, like, oh, guess what, guys? We've got an amazing ping system now. And it's like, well, yeah, Apex has been doing that for three years. You know, I don't even know if that's in Vanguard, but. <laughs> just <laughs> something like, like that. there's nothing there's nothing about call of duty vanguard that interests me at all like even our buddy jared who's the biggest call of duty fan i i know was just like i only care about vanguard because it gives me new guns in Warzone. yeah you know like he could care less about the game itself so i i mean some people are call of duty or battlefield but i feel like battlefield is the the thing now you know it's got to chap their britches that they are now behind the release of call of duty though yeah oh absolutely yeah there's always that friendly competition of course they would like to be able to come out first or at least on exactly the same day but you know hopefully people won't decide to shift toward call of duty it definitely feels like it's battlefield's time i really hope that it is but we'll have to wait until the end of November, and we'll find out. Now, there is a second story here that you brought to my attention, Josh. But um, IKEA is rolling out a line of gaming furniture and gaming hardware, which is kind of interesting. Are you a big fan of IKEA? Do you make trips out there? Because we live kind of far from the closest one. But personally, I hate driving out to IKEA. I hate buying furniture from them. I've had to do it many times over the years because the prices are so low, but I am in general not a big IKEA fan. My wife absolutely loves IKEA. It is it is like her Disneyland. Like honestly, uh-huh. you know, if I like really <laughs> want to spoil her on a weekend, I could be like, "Hey baby, you want to go to IKEA?" and she'll be like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah." <laughs> so, like I I hate the drive out there cuz for you and I it's about a 50 minute drive to get to IKEA. Ikea's fine. Like, I like walking around and looking at stuff. The problem is I'm not much of a shopper. So my idea of looking around, you know, walking around looking at stuff is like 15 minutes. And then it's like, uh-huh. hey, let's hit the cafeteria, grab some meatballs, and let's head out of here. And that's not the case. We're there for like three, four hours. Now, I will say this. As much as I, I despise putting Ikea furniture together, you mentioned it. They, their prices for the quality are really, really hard to beat. And you can find just about anything in the world that you you would want. But they announced that they're releasing a gaming line, mm-hmm. which I kind of, as, as dumb as this sounds, I'm going to come clean. I, <laughs> I kind of perked up a little bit, man. I kind of saw the article and I'm like, oh, really? Like, let me click this. Ooh, look at all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and of course, all the examples that they use are things that are like ten to twenty five dollars. They 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 announced a couple higher priced items. I think the most expensive was like a six hundred dollar standing desk, but it seems like everything will be quite budget. So hey, if it's bringing more available gaming options to people, 
I'm 100% for it. They did mention having cup holders, uh, headphone holders for your desk. I immediately wanted to jump right to, well, how many pieces are is the cup holder going to be? Right, how many yeah. hours will it take me to build I, it? I think but, the yeah. headphone holder is a hand, <laughs> like an upside down hand. So it you is. Can just put, yeah. But you know you're going to have to assemble each knuckle on mm-hmm, that hand. Mm-hmm. It's going to come in 80 different pieces. You're going to have to assemble the knuckles. You'll probably have to put the fingertips on there. You know, it's... it's I, I like the fact that it's going to make gaming setups more accessible to people. I mean, that's, let's be honest, right? Like, it's nice to have a good battle station, as we call it in the PC world. You know, having a, a good setup and, and have things where you want it is really nice. I think IKEA is going to make that very affordable for people. The only downside is if you do not live near an IKEA, you're kind of out of luck. <laughs> and that yeah. means you need to live near a major city because I think. That's the only place that IKEA is. Like, I believe you can order stuff delivery, but then you pay. It doesn't make financial sense at that point anymore. Yeah. Well, we're going to take our break here a little bit sooner than we normally do because we have a trio of games that released this week that we want to get into. So let's just take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by Logitech. You have the opportunity to help support the show and also get some awesome gaming accessories to help maintain your competitive edge while gaming. I actually use a Logitech G413 backlit keyboard. Actually bought it with my own money back in 2017, long before the show, and it's still running great. Uh, actually, as I'm looking around, I also have a Logitech webcam and they sell so much more than that. They have tablet keyboards, they've got mice, speakers, Bluetooth accessories, all kinds of stuff that you might need for your PC or for mobile devices. So you can actually head on over to multiplayerpodcast.com slash Logitech store, and that'll forward you right to their website. Thanks so much for your guys' support. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Josh. This week in gaming, we <laughs> we pulled a couple of titles that released this week. I did not follow any of these titles at all prior to this week, but we had games that released on consecutive days, September 15th, 16th, and 17th, that are interesting in one way or another. But we have Gas Station Simulator, which is a $20 game, and this has become a phenomenal success overnight. If you look at your Steam bestsellers, it is at the top of the list, Josh. <laughs> Gas Station Simulator. Uh, I don't know how much footage you've watched of this game. This is just like those other work simulators. You're just managing a gas station. You got to sweep the floor. You got to make sure everything's nice and pretty. You got to hire staff. You have to order how much gasoline you're going to need for the week. And this apparently is the top game on Steam right now. And I'm I'm a little perplexed by it. What is wrong with people, man? Like, I don't know. Like, I watched the demo. Okay. Now, famously, I'm not into Sims. I've made that very, you know, well known. I don't like simulator games. They feel like work to me. Gas station simulator is work. Guess what? You can do these things in real life and make money (laughs) off of this. (laughs) Right. You want to sweep a floor, somebody will pay you to do that. But it's like you're doing it in your spare time on your computer for free. Actually, you paid money to do this. But yeah, at this the is, same this is a $20 time, game. Paul, I am so ashamed to admit this, but I watched the gameplay on this and I was like, 
Oh, wow. There's actually a lot of different stuff to do. Like they're filling people's <laughs> oil. There's gas. There's like concession sales. You got to sweep. You can paint the outside. You can set up pumps. Like, you know, people are bringing their cars in and you have to open up the hood and do mechanical repairs. And I was actually a little impressed by the number of different things that you could do. Like, I don't know because I'm not super familiar, but I've seen games like Lawnmower Simulator and Power Washing Simulator where it's mm-hmm. literally the same thing for hours. But at least Gas Station Simulator makes it like they have like 10 to 20 different tasks that you can do. So I was a little like, I mean, I'd probably try that on a free demo. <laughs> well, you can play the prologue for free. So they actually do have a free demo. Now, I love life simulators like the sims i was a huge fan of sim city i i totally get the idea of being an architect and building a city most people don't really have that opportunity in real life i don't understand the truck driving simulators the farming simulators gas station simulator is right in that same bucket i i had no desire at all to play it but for whatever reason, maybe it's just this little bit of a lull in game releases. If you didn't pick up a full $60 game like Deathloop, maybe you would pick up Gas Station Simulator. I, I did browse the comments on Steam just for the fun of it. And the one of the top funny reviews said, this game is clearly in the United States. It's on Route 66. Why is all the gas measured in liters? Oh, is it? Dude, <laughs> yeah, so it's no American will have overseas. any idea. You said you have to mention how much gas to buy. <laughs> yeah, it's a good like, liters. I would just be like, I don't know, like 20 liters? Is that, like, is is that, that a lot? What's, how, how many gallons to a liter? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's all in liters. But it, it seemed like most people kind of said in the beginning, it's a lot of fun. And inevitably, as your gas station becomes more popular, it just becomes a floor cleaning simulator. It's just constantly mopping up footprints and picking up garbage. So it seems like it's fun for a couple hours, and then it kind of just devolves into pure cleaning madness. Paul, I worked at a convenience store, a little privately owned convenience store, where I was the one guy behind the counter for like two years. Uh-huh. That job is boring, man. It is bo- <laughs> the only The only perk of that entire job is you get to talk to people. Which right. you know me, I mean, I you know that fits right in for me. So that part was great, but the rest of it is just mundane. And a game, you can't talk to people in a game. <laughs> like, what if this was like an MMO where everybody <laughs> that came into your gas station was a real player? Yeah, you know, like that. Maybe we're onto something, Paul. Maybe we need to take the the popularity of Gas Station Simulator and turn it into like Gas Station Life. <laughs> when you worked at the gas station, did you ever see the movie Clerks? I did. Oh, that movie's great, okay. man. I love that shut, movie. Did you ever shut the whole place down and play a game of hockey up on the roof? I <laughs> cannot comment on anything that may or may not have occurred during my times working at that convenience store. Oh, man. Yeah, Gas Station Simulator. Can't say I, I totally understand that, but that's uh it's been in the top five i'm gonna play the released on the 15th i'm calling it right now i'm gonna play the prologue i'm gonna do it oh goodness all right let let us know how it goes and then the very next day following gas station simulator there was a game that released called game deck g-a-m-e-d-e-c one word it released on the 16th this game is 27 dollars, and it has pretty good ratings it is cyberpunk themed it's an isometric rpg and you play as a detective going around trying to solve crimes. 
And it did make me laugh that we have yet another cyberpunk themed game. I feel like everyone just assumed cyberpunk would be the game of the decade. And they started developing and then they went, (laughs) yep. Everyone just wanted to ride those coattails. And of course, cyberpunk ended up, you know, flopping (laughs) in a major way. And now we have all these cyberpunk games, but I thought this one looked really interesting. This one's totally up my alley because it has a lot to do with discovery and branching storylines. And I thought that was very cool. I watched the whole gameplay they had like a 14-minute video, and I watched the whole thing. I like cyberpunk settings. I think they're really neat. Um, yes, there's a lot of them that are releasing right now, too. It, but And they all kind of look the same once you do it right. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's dark and bright neon, neon lights. And, yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, all these worlds look the same now. Um, this one did look neat. I'm not sure it's up my alley. I did think it was definitely a game that was much more akin to your tastes. It did look interesting to me, and I'll uh, I'll preface that by saying that sometimes I'm surprised by dialogue-driven games and story-driven games. Like we will be doing a deep dive on the Forgotten City, which mm-hmm. you and I talked about, and I remember you saying, "Like Josh, I'm not really sure this game's up your alley." I won't spoil anything, whether I like it or not. But sometimes games surprise me a little bit in that regard. So even though they were trying to tell you all of the different branches and the investigations and the ways that you can go with all this stuff. Even the demo was a little weird. Like they had that part with the jester guy and that's not going to make sense to anybody listening, but there's a part where they're going into this and they're like, you're truly investigating this stuff. And apparently the dialogue options take your thought process down one branch of a tree or another And so it's not like most games, at least I don't think so, where you can just pick any dialogue option and then kind of see what happens and it's really not that critical. Like this one, I feel like they are because it starts carrying you down a certain branch. And it's like once you start going down that route, you can't go back necessarily. I don't know. It looks neat. Like you're a detective and you're trying to investigate all this stuff. And it feels like there's a hundred different ways to go about it, which I imagine could be a really cool thing. I really love detective based games. I loved playing games like LA Noir when it came out, you know, anything like that I'm, I'm all about. And so this one kind of showcased the fact that you can play as different classes and then your character takes on different careers and all of these things give you different abilities and different dialogue that you can say. So like one trailer kind of showed, okay, you have to get into this locked room that has guards. Well, one character is a brute. And so he can kind of, you know, get his way in by brute strength. Another character can turn into a cat. But then even then it gives you different uh, options for what you can do once you get inside. And the game just kind of showed that anytime you learn information, it throws it into, I think they called it like the deduction tree or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of the computer in Outer Wilds, where it kind of kept track of everything you learned. But what's really interesting is that in that system, you basically decide what you want your character to believe is true. And then that changes your available dialogue moving forward. So if you're like a bad detective and you immediately think you know who the culprit is, you're going to kind of only get choices that walk you down that path. So the whole idea of being able to like replay these missions and use different classes and finding out different information, I really thought that was really neat. 
I, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily buy it because I feel like there's 14 games I need to buy in the next three months. <laughs> but this one does have an 82% rating on Steam, which is not bad for this kind of indie game. But it did seem like a lot of people said there's just an awful lot of reading. And because it's all detective based, it's a little bit more deduction focused, a little bit more logical. It's not so much gameplay as much right. as it is actual detective work. I think reading into the dialogue and, and following those trees of dialogue and stuff like that is the important part. That's like there's a game called Disco Elysium. I'm sure you've heard yeah. of this game, right? Like, yeah, this I game, own it. Do you own it? Really? Have yeah, you ever played yeah. it? I played for about an hour. Okay, that tells me all I, I need to know then, Paul. <laughs> I, 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 I liked it, and I'm yeah. doing finger quotes. <laughs> like I I liked the idea of the game, but I don't think I played it enough for it to suck me in. If people that love Disco Elysium think it's the greatest thing that has ever been made, like mm-hmm. it's the number one game on a ton of lists for like number one game of 2021 or 2020 or whenever it came out. And then they did like a director's cut and stuff too. That's one of those games where I look at it and I go, if this game is so amazing, I want to play it. But then there's people that go, this is the most boring game that I have ever played. I don't understand why it's rated so high. And I feel like I would be <laughs> one of those people. Yeah, and I like that's what I wonder. This this cyberpunk game, uh, game deck. I, I I'm assuming that stands for game detective. Deck. I don't detective. De- game I detective. Don't <laughs> I don't understand I don't the name know. at all. I don't but, either. You know what? Whatever. And then finally, in the trio of games released this week, I'm so excited to talk about this one. The Repairing Mantis is a game that came out just a couple days ago on the 17th. This game is five dollars and ninety nine cents. What the heck is this game, Josh? Paul, <laughs> I, I, I have to ask is you this, this. In all seriousness, what's wrong with you? Dude, what's, what's wrong what's with me? Wrong I didn't make you, this Paul? game. What, what is... <laughs> hey, you, said, you sent me this link and you were like, hey, this is, we, should, we should talk about this maybe yeah. and all that. And I started going, the name is, is interesting. The Repairing Mantis. Like, okay. I gave you no warning. You gave me no warning whatsoever. I just whatsoever. said, go watch this. And Paul... I don't I I literally wrote you in Discord and I said what <laughs> is this I feel like I'm hallucinating. And I watched all but maybe 2 minutes of that entire video. Uh-huh. 10 and I have gameplay. zero clue what my brain experienced with that. So the the only thing I could think of I assume you saw the movie The Ring. Yes. When it came out, right? Okay, remember how they would watch the scary videotape that had like random images in low resolution and like the creepy lady brushing her hair and yes. then there were bees and then someone like getting a nail put through their finger. This game is like playing the videotape in the ring, except it's like a praying mantis's nightmare. I, I honestly don't even know how to start describing it. It is the weirdest, most surreal game where you're interacting with flying squirrels and an alligator and I you're flying around trying to repair this bridge? I feel like it's a bad dream. You ever like had somebody try to describe a really weird bad dream to you? Yes. And you're you're like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like words are coming out of your mouth, but I'm not really understanding what you're saying. Right? <laughs> like that's this game because it is it's quite possibly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. 
Like I think it, so too. In all honesty, now this is a first person perspective. So you've got your little praying mantis. Your two two claws. <laughs> what do they call those things? Pincers? Arms? Sure, I don't know. Pincers. Sure, why not? So you've got your two you just walk around with your two little praying mantis hooks just in front of you. You talk to the weirdest, ugliest I'm assuming they're flying squirrels. Yes. That that the dialogue is just it's insane, man. And then I think the only actual gameplay is that you can click your mouse and your little praying mantis pincer thing will kind of reach out and poke stuff. Yep. And the only thing I remember is this flying squirrel saying, you can take my wing and the praying mantis like reaches out and pokes it and cuts it in like almost mm-hmm. in half. <laughs> and you do it again. Now there's this gigantic piece of meat it's this flying squirrel wing that it gave to you so you can fix a bridge. And it It's so weird. It's so unsettling. I think that's what this game is going for. More than anything, it looked to me like, let's make a game as truly horrific as possible just to elicit an emotional reaction. Because they even give you a warning, apparently, when you start the game, that it dives into topics of suicide, depression, self-harm. There's like animal mutilation type stuff going on in this game. I do not understand any of this at all. But the good news is that it looks gorgeous. The graphics of this oh game are incredible. Right, I Josh? I cannot believe how lifelike those praying mantis <laughs> pincers things are. Josh, I, this, ga- this game looks like it would have come for free in a cereal box back in like 1997. Yeah, whenever that's, there was a lot of hallucinogenic like. drug use is when this game was made. Be- I'm telling you, watch the watch the trailer. You got you hear me and Paul. I asked Paul what's wrong with him. There's a reason why. <laughs> like, if we watched it, you should watch it because you're going to understand exactly what we're talking about at that point. Yeah, it's not exactly a family-friendly trailer. I would say it's kind of like PG-13 type of content because it's just so disturbing. It's It's not just weird. It's not like gory, (laughs) but it's just ultra disturbing. I don't know why. Why did? Why does anybody make this game? I don't get it. Am I also the only one that there's dialogue? There's a heavy emphasis on dialogue in this game. So when you're talking to these weird flying squirrel blobs, you you look at their text bubbles that are floating, but that's the question that you're making them ask to you. You're not asking them that question. (laughs) And then your response is always in praying mantis, which is just a bunch of characters. It's just like like babbling at the bottom. So it's like, wait a minute. I think you got this wrong. You're picking what that character says. And then your character says utter nonsense back. And then you pick another bubble for what they say back to you. And then you just say something completely unintelligible. It's, I don't understand, Paul. <laughs> I don't either. And you know me, I love picking the weirdest games to just like play or goof around in and make fun of. Usually, I'm a little more reserved. I, I don't like saying a game is trash because I just prefer to say it's not up my alley. This game just looks like pure trash to me. I, maybe, maybe some people want to argue it has this great artistic value where you're reading into all these metaphors. But to me, it just seemed like... A fever dream that is just highly disturbing for no other reason other than to make you feel upset. I, I this one is a pass for me. There's not this game could be free and I wouldn't even download it. That's for sure. It's the no for me, dog. <laughs> I could I could barely make it through the trailer on this one. I will say this: 
it seems very creative. That's the kindest compliment I can give. I, I will say it's very unique. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the most positive spin I can put. Yeah, yeah. I almost thought about calling the segment like the good, the bad, and the ugly or something. And clearly the repairing mantis is under the ugly category. Uh, last thing here. I know that we're running out of time, but we are very excited to see that the next Steam. Oh gosh. I, 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 I preferred the old name of calling it the Steam game festival. festival i think it was the game festival yeah. yeah now they call it next fest which i find very hard to say 10 yeah, times next- <laughs> fast so the steam next fest is going to be releasing on october 1st and if you're a long-term listener of the show we've talked about these in the past this is when they release hundreds of demos of upcoming games you get to watch streams with the developers where they're playing their own games they're talking about it you get to engage with all of these developers in a really neat way and I always find it a blast to just play all these demos and see what's coming out. I had so much fun the last time this happened. I think it was last fall, wasn't it? Has it been a whole year? I'm pretty sure it has. I thought it was twice a year. I thought they do it in the Maybe. spring and the fall, but I, I, I don't remember. But I do remember. Like, There's honestly, legitimately, from us doing the show and trying out some of these demos... I picked up Rogue Book, which I'm still enjoying to this day. I, you know, I still play it from time to time. Um, Rift Breaker, I think, is actually releasing or is releasing very soon, um, which is I still have on my wish list. There's been Say No More, which will go down and show history, <laughs> yeah. you know, as as one of those games that was in that demo. It's um, Ghost Runner. It? Ghost Runner. That was it. That's exactly the one I was about to talk about. Now, there, Great that game, game looks phenomenal. I have not, I played the demo and it was very well done. I just never actually picked up the game itself, but we tried the demo for that. So I am pumped, man, because it's like a buffet. It's like a gaming buffet. You know, I don't think you're going to run into anything on that buffet that's absolutely phenomenally delicious. But when you get to sample 20 different things, they're all good at that point. And maybe you find the one that you go, I don't like peas, you know, and so you just don't get any more of that. But I, I love that, man. My gaming ADD and the ability to try six to 10 different games that are very easy to download and just hop into, I think is great. Yeah, historically, we've kind of done it where we'll pick three or four games each and we'll make each other play those. And then that's what we talk about on the show. So I have no doubt we'll probably do it as like a bonus round episode or something. But just keep your eye out for that on October 1st. And then just download as many free demos as you can, because it's a great opportunity to see what you might want to spend your money on later. Well, I think that's all that we have here for this week. So, you know, lots of lots of content to talk about uh stay away from the repairing mantis it'll give you nightmares but other than that we will (laughs) watch the trailer so you know what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) you can at least watch the trailer and and the the atmosphere and the music was just so so weird i weirdest weirdest game of all time anyway we will be back with our next full hour episode on monday and uh, as Josh said, the next deep dive will be Forgotten City. So if you guys wanted to check that out sometime in the meantime, you'll be caught up to speed for that one. Although our next episode on Monday will be a bonus round episode. We've got so a, we new, can't wait to a new bonus round we're going to be trying out too. Yeah, a brand new format. A little bit of a, uh, of something that our community on Discord has put together for us. And then we're going to be able to dive into some old quotes and things of that nature. We'll we'll spare you the details for now, but we're very excited about it. So we will have that bonus round next Monday. 
And then in the meantime, if you guys want to come chat with me and Josh and other listeners of the show, come join our free Discord server. There's a link there in the episode description. And just as a reminder, if you want to help financially support the show, Apple subscriptions and MultiplayerSquad.com are the ways to do that. And we want to give a huge thank you to everyone out there who is already currently a supporter. We couldn't do this without you. And then that's it. We'll see you guys on Monday. I will see you later, everybody. I'm going to pretend to be a mantis. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.